0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Sparks and Serendipity. This is number 16. It's a special one. We will end Season 1 today and follow up with Season 2 very soon. On a scale of 1 to 10,
1: how excited are you about that, Max? 11, 11. We made it... uh, It doesn't work. (laughs) We made it through 10 episodes, which which I think is the kind of the barrier that potentially most podcasts don't get to. So I'm very happy that we continue doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same for me. So for everyone listening, today's episode will be a bit different. We just wanted to have a short episode where we reflect on the podcast itself because we got some interesting feedback from people that wanted to hear how we think about the podcast, the development, especially since we had our first guest episode in episode uh, 15, 14, I think, like the last one. I don't know the exact
1: number. 15. 15.
0: Okay, nice. And yeah, so why don't we just start with that? And then as always, we'll give you a tool. I have a cool one today and talk a bit about books and then end it off with a quote as always. But I think for today, it's mostly reflection and then foreshadowing what cool things are on the agenda for
1: season two i like it um i actually think that um i mean thanks mike i think we had uh, 15 great conversations so far we had our first guest which of course is a premiere to us too uh in in this kind of environment um and i actually really liked uh, christian's um christian's thoughts so i think um his book which i think is all about serendipity which fits quite well to our podcast of course um outlines quite well how you can i don't want to say in force but how you can at least have a higher probability of reaching serendipity moments uh, and um, my first question to you and of course we can happily discuss about it is like wh- what were kind of like your one two nuggets that you took out of out of the interview itself um that you potentially also led forward in with your friends or in a couple of conversations afterwards?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was just getting a vocabulary for things that I was aware of. And once you have words for things, it's much easier to actually repeat them and to communicate them, right? If you have a shared vocabulary for things that many people have observed, maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, that's very helpful. I think that's my number one thing. Just being able to communicate this Moment of serendipity and the different layers that it can have, and not just saying, Well, I bumped into this like random person and got this opportunity out of it, but just having a framework to think about it. And there were also some interesting tidbits in terms of what you can actually do to improve the potential. First of all, the quality, but also the quantity of ser- serendipitous moments, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think these are my two things. Like one, just a framework that's super helpful, and then two, a bit more concrete advice of what to do. Just being more open, meeting more people, and just being aware that this concept exists. What about you?
1: Uh, very similar. Um, it's funny, and I think you probably think very similar here. That like oftentimes you have heard kind of these, um, like, I mean, you have heard the elements of what Christian has told us in the interview, but of like the the, the phrasing and how he put it into context kind of makes it more, um, more understandable in some contexts. And you built the frameworks on top of it for your kind of personal life to, I think two very specific things that I took away was um, he talked about when you, when you introduce yourself to new people that you don't just say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Mike, I'm the CEO of Blair and I'm a founder of a startup that you have kind of three points that you outline one being the founder one being a podcast host and one being a sports enthusiast for handball and of course for me it would be probably like hey I'm I'm part of a high growth startup uh, in Zurich I'm I, I'm a podcast host and I'm potentially uh, um, enthusiastic about all kinds of sports or potentially you could say books or whatever so you could you could phrase it differently for each individual but I found that very interesting to not just say you are X but you are actually X y and Z um, which kind of reflects what you are and the second point was more about that, there's a, a, and I wrote about it on the LinkedIn post that you've probably seen the differentiation between active and passive uh, luck, um, passive luck being potentially that you were born in in a developed country and, and, and active luck being more something that you can actively, um, influence when you met, when you're in a coffee, you can actually help yourself have more luck in the situation. So I found that very interesting, these kind of two nuggets that I took away from it. And I I actually try to, to use it now on a day-to-day basis, especially the, the three liner of, of who I am is quite interesting, I, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the three-liner is is great. I've already used it in my past two virtual coffee chats, and yeah. <laughs> uh, one time it actually was super helpful that I mentioned number three and four. I think because uh, the person was interested in like the exact same niche hobby, so mm-hmm. that that was a good kickstarter. And I I wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise, probably. Maybe maybe not until the end of the conversation, and then it would already be over. Right. So yeah, right. definitely, definitely a very good tip. But yeah, in general. Max, what do you think about our journey from episode one to 16? What have you learned? What would you do differently? And then also what would you do exactly as we did it?
1: I think in general, I mean, like we we had a great start. We just kind of, uh, we just randomly came up with the idea that we have had in mind for probably one and a half, two years of doing something together in this kind of sense. So I think the first thing is that we started, which was nice. And I think a good feeling that we see each other more often um, from a from, from my kind of learning perspective on the positive side I would note that I mean we see each other more often which is great I learn a lot from you um, from the different areas of expertise that you have and from the things that you observe in your let's say startup environment um, and kind of can compare that to to the experiences that I have but I think thirdly it's about also going into topics that I've probably wouldn't have crossed otherwise for example the interview with Christian is probably something that I, I generally am interested in serendipity moments but the idea of having somebody on the show that helps us to potentially reflect on a certain topic that we are both interested in is something that I find very nicely on the positive side. I think on the side that we can, what we can improve is that we should have, and that 's I think our aspiration. We should have more content online, so we should we should promote the the podcast in in different senses, whether it 's on different platforms or just on on a personal note I think that 's something that we we could improve, nevertheless, I think the feedback from our kind of power listeners has been has been very nice and um, very rewarding for for let's say the amount of thoughts that we put into this. So um, that's, I think, the very short feedback from from my side.
0: Yeah, I think very, very far up the list, as you mentioned, it's just that we spend more time with each other, which is very helpful. And then on the one hand, getting your perspective on things is really nice. And then on the other hand, myself being able to actually like actively communicate the thoughts I have over the week and the things I observe by building a startup or raising money from investors or talking to other highly accomplished folks and just trying to communicate it in a way for other people to learn from my learning. It's also very helpful for myself, really understanding the topics and keeping my eyes a bit more open than they already are. And (laughs) I think that's, that's definitely a big part. And then I think getting guests on board will be amazing just because we are generally very curious people. And now we have the excuse of just inviting people that we admire and like just find really cool and just asking them questions for 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> and that's great sounds like a sounds like a great thing who would be
1: your most favorite guest ever ever like still uh, alive still that's, alive
0: that's that's yeah. difficult probably it depends a bit on the area but i think in startups it's definitely naval mm. and then i have like one or two pocket picks of just people that i know that are insanely just cool people that I would really like to have on here. So, for example, John Deschotsky, the the founder of Star City, mm. is is someone I, I really want on here at some point because he's just
1: one of the coolest people I know in San Francisco. John, if you hear it, I mean, reach out to Mike.
0: Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know soon. <laughs> <laughs> and then outside of the the startup area, I think there are some. Either some researchers that that I would really like to have on here, or some some book authors, because I'm really interested in story crafting in general mm. and think it can be applied in many different areas. so someone who knows a lot about writing either fiction or nonfiction and can craft stories really well, I think that's that's someone I would like to have on on here soon and then i lastly, I think there's some of my very good friends that are not like super famous yet. But have some very interesting perspectives. And I think just inviting friends from time to time yeah. that are experts in a specific niche could be really interesting because we know perfectly what questions to ask and the vibe will be fairly easygoing, which I think is, is something that the listeners also appreciate.
1: I agree. I like, I like the, I like the friends part. I think that's, uh, even friends that are potentially not subject matter experts and you can, you, you kind of, you, you deliver a topic to them that they might not be familiar with. It's quite interesting where a conversation can go if, if the person or if the people are generally curious about topics, then you potentially Mm -hmm. start rambling about different elements of a topic that give you a new direction of how to think about certain things. So I think that's interesting. I would, I would, potentially add two more people with one of course and 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 this of course uh, would be quite interesting i think elon and i would love to kind of talk mm-hmm. about his place. yeah of course the classic now valid um, elon we are love. so original <laughs> yeah i mean very original right but the other person that i would be interested in because it definitely shapes how i think about life um our relationships and i think there's one expert of which comes more from the love direction but i think generally i think relationships at its core it's the same esther perel um mm. which you which you mm-hmm. may know um yeah yeah i I really like how she thinks about relationships, um, Of course, she comes more from a, i think from a, from a from a kind of family relationship and and love relationship manner, but I think her perspective on general relationships in business and startups would really bring another perspective into how how we think about relationships in general. so that would be my my guess uh, that I yeah think.
0: yeah one thing I think we should generally do is probably just promote some people who don 't really have the biggest platform but really interesting thoughts. I mean, Naval, Elon, and Esther, for example, are already extremely famous. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: So I, I think it should be our objective to kind of surface the thoughts of some people who are not yet extremely famous or maybe niche famous or something like that. Okay. But yeah, I, I, would li- I would like to have Elon or Esther here uh, on here as well at some point. So <laughs> not, not denying that, just saying that this could be an interesting angle.
1: Agree. What do we have planned for, for, for potentially season two? I mean, we haven't officially announced it yet, but I think we will do more season um, kind of a, a season perspective on how we do the podcast. So season one would be maybe 15 episodes. And then we do another season with another 15 episodes. What do you have in mind for, for, for the next 15 or 20?
0: Yeah, I think the reasoning why we want to do seasons, and we didn't know that when we started, is just that we can reinvent ourselves a bit and just take the learnings from the first X episodes and then basically use them to make a clear cut and publish the second season. Like probably the, like 80% will stay the same, right? It will be still us talking about Startup Sparks and Serendipity. Yep. But I think having seasons gives us the explicit opportunity of changing some, th- uh, some things and also making it visible for everyone who is who's listening. So I think that's that's a big that's a big part. And then for season two, uh, we talked about that. One, we want to have more guests on here and probably iterate between just us two talking and having guests on. I think that's that's one big change that we'll have for season two, and we tested it with the last real episode of season one, and the feedback was great. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one part. And the other part is i I would like to have some episodes in between where we just go really deep into one topic, like we did, for example, in the audio episode, Yeah, that was also one of my favorites. So I would really like to do that more often, just pick a topic that like either one of us knows really well, or we both know reasonably well from a different angle, yep. and then just go as deep as possible
1: and delivering value through doing that. I agree. I agree. Uh, I had the same thoughts in mind. Um, and of course, I wouldn't like to potentially focus on one area at the moment we could do that maybe like season three is all about artificial intelligence and its applications or whatever and then kind of talk about that or fintech whatever it is but I think for for season two at least we want to be a little more diverse and focus on different areas of expertise from different people like us and of course external external guests wrapping it up maybe into um and I and I think one thing that we should mention Mike is that the more feedback we get from the external the better i mean if people generally have kind of experts in their fields they don't know they don't need to be elon naval or esther they can be subject matter experts in certain fields um, reach out to us we would love to have them in the show uh, love to talk about certain topics that we also maybe are not very familiar with but we would love to learn more and share that with the community so if any of you guys have an idea of course subscribe but also um, give us a hint of who you would like to have in the podcast a good way of reaching out to us would be twitter linkedin uh, you can send an email to me um but uh, I think generally there are different options of of reaching us. Um, just just type in Mike's or my name, and, and you'll yeah. find us.
0: And then also, you don't have to suggest people. You know, also to suggest topic areas or ge- in general people you would like to have on here. Like our network is fairly broad, and we we will probably like if you want a neuroscientist, we'll probably find a cool one. Yeah and uh, like similarly for many other areas. So if you have a specific topic in mind, and especially if we, we really like it or if we hear it more often, we are super open of just diving in, getting the best expert we can, and just asking all the questions that uh, like we think are relevant. So if you have a topic and always wanted to have someone interviewed, like an expert in the specific field, then use us
1: and we're, we're happy to help you. Absolutely. Fantastic. What's your what's your book of the day or tool of the day? Let's start with the tool of the day.
0: Uh, tool of the day is a very interesting one. It's called Rome Research and it's very hyped on Twitter right now. They mm. launched, I think, nine months ago, but started with a pay, paid option two months ago and they're already at 1 million ARR. So really, really hyped. And basically what it does is... You can create databases for your own knowledge. So similar, it's basically like a Notion or Evernote on steroids. And I I haven't been using it for too long, but literally, I think like probably like, I don't know, like 20% of my Twitter is full with just people saying how great it is. And either that's good marketing or it's a really good product. And like what I've seen until now is really good. It's a, it's not that easy to use, <laughs> but like once you're actually in it, it seems very, very powerful. And the idea is that you link your knowledge with each other. So basically the different nodes are linked with the topic. So if you mention meditation, you link your meditation node in there so that you have a full graph at some point of where your knowledge inter.
1: Uh, how your knowledge interrelates to each other. Exactly, topic?
0: exactly. And then uh-huh. um, this makes it much easier for you to find connections, to write more holistic articles, and to not think of everything yourself. So yeah, I, I think uh, some of the some of the very cool content producers I know, or some VCs and founders, are using it. And I've I've liked the first couple of days of using it as well. I'm considering to switch over from. Notion and yeah, so that's a pretty cool what, tool.
1: What the hell? You know, I just I just moved to Notion from Evernote. What I are you, know. What are you doing? Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm a bad. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. Uh, I'll I'll keep you updated. Don't switch yet. Uh, I think uh, I'll I'll definitely stick to Notion for some uh, like for some of the things, but I think for my knowledge base, I I might switch over. Uh, cool. But it, it, it isn't it isn't the best tool for everything. Just very specifically, I think for a knowledge base, it seems seems like a
1: really good tool. Interesting.
0: I mean, it has research in the name, so it's also targeted to some degree
1: at yeah. researches. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, uh, that's the researchers my like yours, <laughs> researchers like me, I'm researching <laughs> everything about startups, productivity, and how to have fun while building great things. So it's basically my, my kind of research topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I actually also have a tool that that just came to my mind, and they also quite um, they are also quite booming now. Um, basically, mo- mainly in the US, it's called Macro. Um, I think it's Macro.io. Um, it's hmm. a super small app that just basically integrates into Zoom. What it does is you start your Zoom call. Through macro and it automatically builds a kind of a new layer into your zoom call on the right side of the call and it shows you a kind of map of who talked the most and how kind of the talking conversation has been happening happening like in a map but in addition you are able to directly note your general action items your to-dos or general information about the call within the Zoom environment and you don't need to have a separate app available. And as soon as you go out of the call, you either get an email with the summary or it can be automatically imported into Google Google Docs. So I found that very cool because I, I've always had kind of struggles uh, focusing on the person in the Zoom call while still making notes on the other side. And that kind of helps me combine both worlds. So it's macro.io for people that want to check it out. I don't have any shares, so that's, it's really a... a Not yet. Not yet. A, Not <laughs> yet. a general, general recommendation.
0: Yeah, when will you find Finally switch to the investor advisor side
1: and get some it's, shares. It's all, pla- it's all planned out. Strategy set up.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, like, it sounds great. Is it basically like an additional layer for Zoom?
1: Yeah, it's just like it's integrated into Zoom, which makes it quite cool. It's, 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 it's kind of on the right side of the screen uh, or at least a part of the right side of the screen. Um, super helpful.
0: Okay, that, that definitely sounds like something I want to try. I probably will deactivate the who talked how long feature because otherwise everyone will notice that I'm talking for most of the Now yeah, The other the other people
1: are not going to see it. It's just you.
0: Oh, it's it's just me. So yeah, if it's... I install it, the others won't see that. Agreed. So I just no. don't tell anyone in, in, right. in my company. The, it's okay, a, that's it's
1: great. A, secret, a secret tool behind the back. Ah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> that makes it even more interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, book book of the week. Uh, I think you, you had one for us. Yeah, I have
1: one. Um, it's, it's 12 Rules for Life. Um, actually, a cool, very, very short story. Um, um, three friends of mine and I sat down in Zurich and we made like a small book club within Zurich to talk about books that have inspired us. And one of them made a very short summary about uh, 12 Wolves for Life by by, uh, by Jordan Peterson. And we talked about the several details of the book and discussed about it. And uh, there were a couple of very interesting points. For example, one is that I want to outline is progress is made by comparing yourself to your past achievements, not to others. Um, something that I, of course, thought about, but it, it especially in the world of Instagram and LinkedIn and different tools, you look at other people, um, especially younger generations. And it kind of reflected me again, that this is an important point to improve myself always looking at potentially the past achievement of yesterday instead of looking at others and i think he outlined quite well what what how how he, what 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 the rules can be for your life in order to improve from a from a self improvement perspective so great book i can definitely recommend it and the methodology of sitting down with three friends and talking about the book was also quite helpful
0: yeah book clubs are pretty cool okay. i i agree it's super difficult to have a group that stays on the same pace with the same book but if you can make it happen uh, that's definitely something that makes sense maybe we should that's something for for the future maybe season four uh, we launch a book club and then we have like two books for the season and then everyone will be forced to to read them and like then it. we can we, we can discuss them
1: live or uh, and we can invite external people
0: yeah that's yeah that's what i meant like uh, just getting someone on board like two people talk about the book that that sounds interesting and then we just get the author to like finally tell us everything we interpreted in the book is completely (laughs) wrong and that's not what not not what he meant or what she meant and yeah it it sounds it sounds like a good good project for season four or five let us know if you like the idea because i like it
1: um we should crowdsource uh, the the feedback there (laughs) yeah
0: okay and yeah, I'll I'll just keep my book recommendation for next week. We don't want to overwhelm the people. We have two of you, you have a mic quote though. Uh, yes, and I, this time I actually want to quote my co-founder, uh, who has uh, like his one of his life mottos is "Go for gold," and he mentions it like probably twice a week or so, like in in low, in his <laughs> low it's david yeah it's david um yeah so david um like it's one of his life models it's also one of our company models uh, actually and it, it's just a good short reminder of giving it your best and trying to reach first place and it's, it's also a very positive motto so i really like it and it has the the sports angle to it so i like most things about it
1: I, I like it, and um, and and David has orange hair, so uh, it's it's quite similar to gold. So I, th- I think that's <laughs> where it comes from. Say hi to yeah, David.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, and with that, we will officially end season one of the Triple S podcast, Startup Sparks and Serendipity. It was a pleasure to do this with Max, and we actually we will actually be back next week with season two. So you won't have to wait long. No. We are we are not doing any cliffhangers like in um, popular TV shows. So <laughs> uh, I hope you look forward to that. And if you have any feedback, anything else? Uh, as Max said, he is reading all the all the feedback. I'm I'm
1: also reading like most of it. So and the millions yeah. of data points I need to collect. I need some algorithms.
0: Yeah. Uh, so tell us what you think. What you want to hear? What do you hear, want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? And then we are. Happy to think about putting it in.
1: Cool. Thanks, Mike. It was so yeah. fun.
0: Thanks. It was a pleasure, as always.